0: back to the Wire Podcast. I'm your host Ryan McCreary, and today we got an all football podcast. We're going to be talking about the NFL. Um, We're going to be talking about the NFL playoffs, divisional round. There were four games that were played last weekend. I know I'm a bit late but I had to watch all the games, take notes, make sure I knew what I was talking about before I got back on the podcast to talk about them. Um, I'm going to be talking about Chris Olave, his decision to return. Also, there were two big hires that were made um, in the NFL head coaching search that's been going on. There were There's a lot of teams that are looking for a new head coach. The Falcons and the Jets made a hire recently, so I'm going to be talking about that. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. Let me actually turn on this span because I am a bit, a bit hot. But let's go ahead and get started talking about Chris Olave. Uh, if you don't know who Olave is, he's an Ohio State receiver. I talked about him and his performance in the semip- in the semifinal against Clemson. Um, I also wrote an article about him for NFL Mox. So if you want to go check that out, uh, it's com. Just look up Chris Olave. You'll see my article. Um, and he he announced that he's going to be returning for a senior season. I get why. Um, and, and if you know anything about Chris Olave, if you've done any kind of research about him, y- you will understand why he's he made this decision. It seems like he really wants to win a national championship. It, this is a big goal of his. It seems like he wants to win a Natty very badly, and um, he he that loss to Clemson last or not last, yeah last season crushed him. It absolutely crushed him. It was a painful loss for him. Um, he worked hard to come back this season to win in the, to win the national championship this season. Um, they weren't able to accomplish that. I expected him to go pro. I think a lot of people did because he was expected to be drafted within the first two rounds of this year's draft. And after his performance in the playoffs against Clemson, I think a lot of people expected him to possibly go in the first round. Um, and so I was a little bit shocked. To see him uh, decide to go back to school, but I get it. I get I get the way he's wired, I get his ambitions, and I get that he wants to win a national championship. Um, so I understand why he's going back, but I don't think it's a good idea. I think he should go pro. He's currently twenty years old. Um, he had an, he had a wonderful season, had an incredible performance against Clemson. I mean, he looked dominant. Against the Tigers. And I thought at that point, he had solidified himself as a first round talent. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, he would be, he would be drafted within the first two rounds of this year's draft easy. Um, like he, he would, I, I guarantee he would be drafted within the first two rounds. I love him as a prospect. I love him. He's, he's a great route runner. Um, he's not the biggest or the fastest guy out there. But he's a, t- a technician as a route runner. Um, he's a good enough athlete, athlete. He's got great ball skills. Um, he's very reliable in contested catch situations. Um, and that's kind of um, not and that's unexpected for for a guy with his play style. I think he's got enough explosive and athlet- a- explosiveness and athleticism um, to survive in the NFL. And I think he. I think he was gonna be. I think he's gonna be awesome. Whenever he goes pro, I really wish he would go pro now because he's, like I said earlier, he's guaranteed to go to go to get drafted within the first two rounds, um, and that's he's giving it. He's risking a lot of money. Um, I, you, no one knows. You don't know. He doesn't even know. He doesn't know if he's gonna get hurt hurt next year. He doesn't know if he's gonna suffer an injury. Um, so he's taking a big risk. He's betting on himself, betting that he'll improve his draft doc, and that he'll be a guaranteed first rounder next year, and I get that, but it's a big risk, Um, and I think he should just take what's guaranteed right now, uh, get drafted within the first two rounds, um, and and just bail out this year, because he's going to be awesome. He's going to be an effective pro. Um, I'm confident in that. With his play style, even if he got drafted in the second round, um, I think he was going to go to a good team and that uh chances are he was going to outperform his draft doc, and that he was going to have a very good rookie season. I hate that we're not going to get to see him play in the NFL this season, but, you know, props to him. He's betting on himself. That's a, a risky move, but I respect it. I got a lot of respect for Chris Olave. I just wish that he was coming out now because I think that would be the best move for him personally for his future. Um, And football-wise, I just... I I don't know if this is the greatest decision, um, you know, from a business standpoint, l- just looking at it from a, a football standpoint. I think you should go pro, but I respect his decision. Now let's talk about um, the Jets and the Falcons getting new head coaches. The Jets, they hired Robert Saleh. Or is it Sala? Saleh? 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 I'm going to say Saleh. Robert Saleh, uh, he was the 49ers defensive coordinator. I love this hire. Now, Saleh. Has been like he's he been a great defensive coordinator for the Forty Niners. Their defense has been excellent under him. Um, he's done a great job with that team, and even this year they've suffered some injuries, um, but they've still been excellent defensively. Um, and, and I I just like his his energy. I like the way that their head coach uh, Kyle Shanahan talks about him. I think this is a great hire. Um, he, 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 I just, like I said, I love his energy. Um, I love what he's done with the 49ers defense. I think this is a good hire, and I think he's going to do great things with the Jets organization. Now, the Falcons, they hired Arthur Smith, who was the, the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. As a Falcons fan myself, um, I wanted Eric the Enemy or Robert Sala, uh, but I was okay with our candidates, and I prefer, like, like the finalists for our our head coaching job were Arthur Smith and Joe Brady. I didn't want Joe Brady because I don't think he's ready, and I don't buy him as a great offensive mind just yet, just yet. I think he can get there, but right now, he's not there, Um, and, and I think he gets a little bit too much credit for what happened in LSU for their, explosion on offense and look he, he played a big part um I think what he did with their offense changing it from a, a, a balance between a lot of shotgun and, and a lot of under center I think he was, he played a big part in that but he also had Joe Burrow who had the greatest single season uh, for any college quarterback ever and but and he also had Jamar Chase Justin Jefferson Clyde Edwards-Alaire a great offensive line, Thaddeus Moss, uh, Terrence Marshall Jr. He had a ton of talent, and I I think that he's being a little bit overrated for what he did with LSU. And, and when you take take a look at what the Panthers did this season on offense, they weren't very good. Teddy brought, Teddy Bridgewater was below average. Um, I get that Robbie Anderson was had a great year, but look at look at their numbers offensively. They were really low um, in yards per play. Uh, and their passing offense was abysmal and, and they just weren't a great rushing team uh, overall their offense was below average and like for a guy who's supposed to be a, a great young offensive mind they, they he did not have a lot of success in Carolina this year that's just the facts and um i don't think he's ready to make make that jump towards being a head coach in the National Football League. I, th- I think he's a few years away. Now, I don't doubt that he'll get there at some point, but right now, I don't think he's ready. I don't think he's proven enough. Uh, I don't think he's proven that he is deserving of a head coaching job in the National Football League. Now, Arthur Smith, the guy we hired, loved to hire. I think it's awesome. He's going to be great, and I think he was awesome with the Tennessee Titans. He did a great job. Of playing to Ryan Tannehill's strengths, um, they had a, a balanced offense that relied heavily on Derrick Henry. Once, and if you don't know who Arthur Smith is, he I I mentioned this earlier. He's the O.C. for the Tennessee Titans. He was he filled that position for the last two seasons, and then the last two seasons Ryan Tannehill has played at, at like arguably like a top ten quarterback in the National Football League. This season, he definitely was a top 10 quarterback. He was awesome this season. Um, last season, I think it was arguable. Uh, but this season, he definitely was a top 10 quarterback. And Derrick Henry, over the last two years, has been one of the most dominant running backs in the NFL. He's been at awesome. Um, just the way he runs, he's been so powerful. He rushed for, uh, 2,000 yards this season, which is insane. That's an, that's an incredible accomplishment. Uh, the Titans themselves offensively have been top five in points for play over the last two seasons. And that that's great. Um and Ryan Tannehill has played um he's played really, really well. And I think that um like he, he's had a Q- he had a QBR over seventy this season and that's like the benchmark for elite quarterback play. And that's really impressive because Ryan Tannehill is he doesn't have incredible traits that guys like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson have. Um, but he's been very, very productive. He's been very efficient in the system. And I don't think he's a, he's like it's not that I don't think. He's not as talented as those guys are that I just named. Um, but under under Smith's leadership, he's been great and he's been very effective, very efficient. Um, and I and I think the the numbers say that he is a top ten quarterback in the National Football League. I think that's an, that's very impressive on Arthur Smith's part. That's that he's been able uh, to make Ryan Tannehill a a one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Um, he's turned Derrick Henry into one of the most dominant running backs in the NFL. I think that's very impressive. I love what he's done with Tennessee over the last two seasons, and I think he's, he's going to do great things with the Falcons. I just hope we draft a quarterback with the fourth pick. Um, then I'll be very happy with what we've done over the offseason. All right, moving on. Let's talk about uh, the NFL Divisional Round, starting off with the Packers and the Rams game. Let me get my coat real quick because my throat's getting a little bit dry. So, Packers Rams, Packers 132 18, and man, this was an impressive performance by the Packers offense. Heading into this game, I thought we could see the Packers struggle a bit because the Rams have the best defense in the NFL. Um they're elite against the run, they were elite against the pass. Um they were just so versatile and A big reason why they were so good is because they have Aaron Donald, who is the best defensive player in the NFL, and they have Jalen Ramsey, who is one of the best corners in the NFL, Um, and they had guys like Darius Williams. He had a great year. Um, They just had a lot of talent on defense, and statistically, they were the best defense in the NFL. And I thought we could see them, see the Packers maybe struggle a bit, because the Packers have been so special offensively this year, with Aaron Rodgers being the best the best quarterback in the NFL this season. He's likely going to win MVP. Aaron Jones had a, has had a good year, and their offense is so balanced, and um, it's, it's really, really good, their offense. And they got Devontae Adams, who um, will be in the conversation for Offensive Player of the Year. He, he was the best receiver in the NFL this year. He had a great year. Um, but going up against the Rams' defense, which shut down Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, I thought the Packers may struggle. They did not. Their offense was incredible. It was versatile. It was efficient. And the Rams couldn't stop them, no matter what they ran. Whether they were running five wide, whether they were running single back, bunch, the Rams could not stop them at all. Um, And the Rams, they had a little bit of success offensively. I mean, Jerry Goff, he played quite well for somebody or for a quarterback who had a broken thumb. He's been dealing with that injury for a couple of weeks. He actually played quite well in this game. Um, and the Rams, they had, a, they had some success on the run. They, have, they, have, they averaged 5.1 yards uh, per rush. And Goff had, an, had a QBR of 84.4 for the game. Um, but the thing the Rams needed to do in this game is run the ball efficiently, keep the ball out, out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, control time of possession, um while also being able to score points a little bit. Um but they weren't able to do that. The Packers, they dominated time of possession. They were great for the air, their passing attack was awesome, their run game was dominant. Um both Aaron both Aaron Jones and A and AJ Dillon both played well. Um in in the in the Packers offense just dominated. Now, um the Rams defense was not very good. They couldn't stop they couldn't stop Devontae Adams. Um, they couldn't stop Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had a great game. And they also couldn't stop Aaron Jones. And they couldn't put pressure on Aaron Rodgers. They couldn't. They weren't getting to the backfield. Aaron Rodgers got sacked zero times, which was. That, you just can't have that happen. Like, to stop the Packers, you got to put pressure on Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Donald was playing with injury. Um, so he wasn't fully healthy. So he wasn't playing at full strength. And Jalen Ramsey, he had an okay day. Um, he got beat a few times by Devontae Adams. Th- that one touchdown he gave up was not his fault. Um, and the the play I'm talking about, that was a play where Devontae Adams went in motion to the left side of the field. Ramsey followed him. Then he went in motion right back to the other side. And Ramsey w- had to run around like the entire defense. He just was out of position. and it- But it wasn't really his fault. It was just a great play call by the Packers. And I think that he, that one of his teammates on the outside was supposed to pick up on Devontae Adams. I don't exactly know for sure what was supposed to happen, but Ramsey was upset. I think there was a, a some miscommunication there, and that's why Devontae Adams was wide open for a touchdown there. I don't think that was Ramsey's fault. But there was a catch later in the game where Devontae Adams just hit him with a nice move off the line of scrimmage, hit him with a, a single move, and... And just beat them. I mean, it, it was it was a bad play on uh, Ramsey's fault, on Ramsey's part. Um, but yeah, rough game for the Rams. Uh, offensively, they were okay. Uh, just not. They just weren't good enough defensively uh, to beat the Packers. They ended up making this game close in the second half uh, because the Packers dominated them in the first half. Uh, they ended up scoring a couple times in the second half, making it uh, a bit close. But then the Packers. They scored one more time, had a big play to, uh, to Lazard, and that, that was all she wrote. Packers ended up winning by 14 points. Huge victory for them. I was impressed by their performance, uh, but I was also in, I was impressed by Jared Goff. He's been playing quite well uh, considering uh, his injury, but shout out to the Packers. They went in, and they dominated offensively, both in the run game and with their passing attack. Um, That was just an impressive performance by the Green Bay Packers. Now let's talk about Bills-Ravens. Bills won 17-3, and this was a really ugly game for both teams. Um, Neither team's offense was very good in this game. Um, The Ravens especially, their offense was ugly. And they had a great start to the game, like their first drive they were running the ball extremely well. Um then their offense became stale and repetitive and they couldn't throw the ball at all. And that's an issue with the Ra- with the Ravens offense. That's been an issue this year. Um their their offense is it- is unique, but teams are starting to catch up a bit. And in this game the Bills were just stacking the box. I mean, they put like they were putting like nine guys in the box at times. It felt like um, And they were just going all out on stopping the run because they know that the Ravens don't have anybody that can win on the outside consistently, so they can just stack the box. And if the Ravens want want to throw the ball, the, the Bills, any team really is going to say, okay, we'll take that. That's a much better option than Lamar Jackson uh, killing them on the ground. And, and the Ravens offense was just awful all day. They couldn't throw the ball deep. They couldn't drive the ball deep down the field for any, any kind of explosive plays. Um, and when the run game wasn't working extremely well, they just weren't able to throw the ball. And that's a huge issue. Now, the Bills' offense wasn't any good either. Uh, they weren't able to connect on deep throws. Uh, they, they didn't have many explosive plays and weren't able to drive the ball down the field. But they were able to run the ball a bit. Um, and they were able to throw the ball more effectively than the Ravens. Um and this was just like I said. This was a brutal performance from both offenses. Uh, the first half was so ugly. I mean, it was was it three to three at halftime? It was either three to three or the Bills were up three zero. And let's talk about the the performance from the kickers. Justin Tucker was terrible in the first half. Uh, he doinked two kicks, and then the kick the Bills kicker um, he missed one himself. R- a rough performance in the first half by the kickers. And in the second half, uh the Bills offense got going a little bit. Lamar had a pick six. That throw was really bad. Um and that was just a terrible read by Lamar. The Bills converted, uh turned that into a touchdown, so they went up ten to three at that point. Um was it ten to three? I forgot what the score was at that point. Um and then they ended up scoring another touchdown on a screen to Stephon Diggs. Uh, Lamar ended up getting hurt. Tyler Huntley had to come in. Um, he, he wasn't able to do anything. Uh, he had an opportunity to, to possibly get them back in the game. Uh, he ended up missing a deep shot to Marquise Brown, which would have put the game, it would have made it a one possession game, but he wasn't able to connect. And this, this game, it, it shows that the Ravens have to do something to their offense. They either have to just get creative, um, and Greg Romans either needs to make some changes to the offense itself, or they need to make a personnel change. I think they need to get an X receiver. Get a legitimate X receiver who can win consistently on the outside. Now, whether they can do that through free agency, getting a guy like Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay, or they can get one in, through the draft. Maybe they can get Rashad Bateman from, from um, Minnesota. Maybe they can trade up to get... Like Kyle Pitts from Florida, who I think would be awesome for them because he's going to be a a, a matchup nightmare in the NFL. Um, or they could wait and get somebody in the second round, somebody like maybe Rondell Moore if he falls to the second round. Um, maybe I'm um, on Brown, isn't really an X receiver, but they're going to have options, and I think that's that they need to make that a priority. Getting Lamar Jackson, a true X receiver who can win on the outside with consistency because if they get that, then they can kind of diversify their offense. Um, they'll be able to have more success throwing the ball. It'll improve Lamar Jackson. It'll improve the offense in the, in the offense's efficiency overall. And I think if they do that, they'll we'll see them have a lot more success in the playoffs because right now they're just not going to be able to win many games in the playoffs because they can't throw the ball and since they can't throw the ball, teams are going to stack the box. Lamar is just not a good enough passer um, to have success in the playoffs right now with the way uh, the offense is run, and, and Greg, Greg Roman has to make some changes. Um, also, the Bills' run defense is still a bit of an issue. Uh, that first drive was concerning. I mean, the Ravens just ran the ball down their throat, uh, down, the enti- down the field. Um, that was a bit concerning, and I think this could really hurt them. Uh, Their run defense specifically could really hurt them if they have to face, like, let's say they have to face the Packers in the Super Bowl. I would pick the Packers to win that game because the Packers are just going to be able to run the ball. And then um, after they're done running the ball down the middle's throats, they can also attack them through the air. Um, I don't know if Sir White can hold Devontae Adams in check. Um, So this is something to look out for. This was an ugly game, not a fun game to watch. Um, shout out to the Bills. They made it to the AFC Championship. I know they're, this is great for their fans and for that city. I'm glad for them, uh, but it's back to the drawing board for the Ravens. they got to make some changes. All right, let's talk about Browns versus Chiefs, another fun game. Chiefs won this game 22-17, uh, their first drive for the Chiefs. Um, they drove right down the field, and they were killing the Browns through the air. I mean, they—they they were they did a great job of using motion on their first drive uh to kinda get of and tell of what the Browns were running and they were killing him with crosses like they had a, a a big play to Tyreek Hill. Uh Travis Kelsey had a nice catch on the first drive. Uh, and they they were doing a great job attacking the Browns defense. Um they ended up scoring and the Casey's offense was incredible in the first half. Uh they were the Browns were running a lot of zone defense to kind of limit uh the Chiefs uh, explosive plays on offense. And they wanted to keep – they wanted to cover deep down the field and kind of give the Chiefs stuff underneath because they didn't want Patrick Mahomes taking the top off their defense um, and just killing them with deep shots. Um, and so I, I like that. I thought that was a good move. Um, but the Chiefs combated that with Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey's is a, a, a matchup nightmare. Um, he was killing their zone defense. Um and they were living in the intermediate parts of the field. But Kelsey was having a lot of success. And, and that was an issue. Also, in this game, Chubb Nick Chubb had a lot of drops. That was something I noticed watching this game. He dropped um, a few too many passes. And um, another thing I noticed in this game, Mahomes was struggling to throw to his left. And Brett Coleman, uh, he... He has a YouTube channel of his own. Uh, makes great content where he studies film. Go check him out. Uh, he he mentioned on Twitter. He mentioned this on Twitter, and uh, he. In, I know Mahomes was dealing with a, with an injury. He said it looked like he might be dealing with turf toe because he was missing throws to his left because he wasn't able to to turn all the way. He just wasn't able to square up, um, and so that was a bit of an issue. And I noticed that watching watching the game back earlier today, um, that was a bit of an issue. And then, um, the Chiefs the Chiefs' offense in the first half was awesome, um, and they, they were dominating the Browns both on offense and defense. One thing I noticed about the Chiefs they were running a lot of man uh, a lot of man coverage, and they were forcing Baker Mayfield to make big time throws. Now Baker played quite well. I thought he had a good day. Um, and and he played pretty well, but that was something I noticed. And in the first half, they had the Browns' offense in check. And to win this game, the Browns needed to be able to run the ball, uh, dominate time of possession while also keeping up with the Chiefs in terms of scoring. Um, They weren't able to do that, and the Chiefs actually ran the ball just as effectively as the Browns did. And so that's a huge issue. Um, One thing I want to talk about, the fumble right before halftime. What a huge blow for the Browns, because if they would have scored there, I believe that would have made it a one-possession game. Instead, um, Daniel Sorensen, he speared the guy. They The refs missed that call. There was helmet-to-helmet contact. The, uh, the Browns receiver ended up fumbling the ball out of bounds. That gave um, the Chiefs possession. A lot of people hate that rule. Um, I don't hate the rule because my thing is, like, If you didn't want to give the other team team possession, you should hold on to the football. But also, if a team fumbles out of bounds at at any other part of the field, uh, the other team doesn't get possession. So uh, I wouldn't mind them changing the rule and just making the team that fumbles the ball out of bounds take possession at the 20. Uh, I think that would be a nice rule change. But I know a lot of people absolutely hate that rule. Um, And that really killed the Browns. In the first half, because they they went down nineteen to three at halftime, uh, was that correct, or, or or was it sixteen to three at halftime? Um, they were down double digits at the half, um, and then right after halftime, Baker threw a pick, uh, <laughs> and the Chiefs ended up kicking a field goal. But the Browns they responded. Um, they got their first touchdown pass on a beautiful throw from Baker on a play action fake. Uh, He made a a beautiful throw to an out route on the right side of the field in the red zone. That was a great throw. Uh, And then Mahomes got hurt late in the third. Now, at this point, the Browns were still down by a decent amount. They were down double digits. But they had a ton of time left. At this point, I thought they were going to come back and win this game. They ended up scoring again with around 11 minutes left in the fourth. And at this point, I'm like, they have like an entire quarter left. They should definitely win this game. Uh, Because Mahomes, he was out for the rest of the game dealing with a potential concussion. And KC, they were in position to score with around eight minutes left. But Chad Henney, their backup quarterback, on first and 25, I believe, he threw a pick. And it was a terrible throw. He went deep. Uh, But he just overthrew his receiver by a mile. Browns got the ball. um, They intercepted the pass, got the ball. um, But then, with five minutes left, they had the ball. Five minutes left on fourth and nine on their own side of the field. They decided to punt. They were down by five. They They decided to punt with five minutes left. I think this was a mistake. In the playoffs, in these kinds of situations you should always go for it. You should always be aggressive uh, because by punting, you put the game in the opponent's hands. Like, like the Chiefs, they have all the momentum at this point because they are ahead by five points. There's five minutes left in the game. I get that, that Mahomes isn't available to play, um, but, but punting in this situation gives control of the game to the Chiefs. So I thought this was a mistake... Um, and the Browns ended up not getting the ball back. Now, I want to talk about the end of the game, because the end of this game was absolutely insane. So, uh, the Chiefs, they faced the third and 14. I'm going to talk about the last two plays of the game, because this is when the craziness, uh, was at its peak. So, on third and 14, the Chiefs had the ball, um, and I thought, this was, they, it was like under two minutes left. I thought they were either going to run, like, a screen, uh, to Williams, their running back, Or, I thought they would just run the ball. Like, on an inside zone, just try to get a few yards. Maybe they can uh, break open and have a big play. Uh, But, I thought they were just going to... Because the Browns didn't have a timeout. So, I thought maybe they would just try to run the clock a bit. Punt. um, And and just play the clock. But, no. They lined up five wide with no one in the backfield. They ended up motioning their running back, Williams, number 31 in. Um, So, they had three receivers on one side. They had Travis Kelsey on the other, They were, had a 3 by one formation, um, and Chad Henney ran for 14 yards. He didn't get the first down, um, but he ran for 14 yards, he brought up a fourth in inches, and that was a crazy play. I mean, he looked extremely fast. I couldn't believe that the Browns gave up such a big gain. Um, on a rushing play from Chad Haney. I mean, that was crazy. And then on fourth and inches, the Chiefs lined up like they were going for it. Uh, but it did appear that they were just trying to, to, um, you know, use hard counts to try to get the Browns to come off sides to get a free first down. I didn't know if they were going to actually go for it because, you know, they did have a backup quarterback in. It's fourth and inches. Uh, I I can't remember where they were on the field. Um, I think they were, like, near the fifty. Um, but going for it would be super aggressive and the browns were not ready to they were not ready for the ball to be snapped and the chiefs did they actually went for it while their backup quarterback was in the game on fourth and inches if they don't get it the browns are in a, a great spot to potentially score and win the game they go for it fourth and inches they they run a, a flood concept where they have the uh the the receiver on the far side of the field, right next to the boundary, they had him running a go route. They had Kelsey running I think he was running either like a curl or like a like an out route towards the boundary. Then they had um Tyree Kill run I think it's called a whip route, but it's the kind of route where he like where you like run inside and then you just turn on your hips and go directly to the flat. He was wide open Chad Haney made an accurate throw. They got the first down, and that ended the game. And just shout-out to um, Andy Reid for a ballsy play call. That was a, a risky decision, but it paid off, and I love that. I mean, I thought that was a great move by him. Great call, uh, but it took a lot of guts making that decision with the backup quarterback in the game. Shout-out to him. Uh, co- great coaches uh, are able to make tough decisions, and tight moments. Um, and he sure did that. What a play by him. Um, what a play call. What a decision. Way to manage the clock there. Um, and shout out to Chad Henney for converting. Because he came into that game. Had that bad pick. But then to come, come in on the final drive. And make two huge plays to win your team the game. What a what an epic performance by him. A, a legendary final drive. By Chad Henney. And a Henney thing is possible baby. I love that. Um, Let's close out the pod talking about Buccaneers versus the Saints. Um, Buccaneers got a big win on the road, 30-20. And this was a weird game because the Saints played really well. Or not really well, but they were fine um, for a majority of the game. Uh, Offensively, they were doing fine. They had two huge punt returns at the beginning of the game. Um, One actually ended up getting brought back because of a penalty. Um, I think the one thing that hurt the Saints in this game uh, was the fact that they weren't good enough in the red zone. They converted only three of six. Uh, they always go to touchdown three of their six red zone uh, trips. That's an issue. And they turned the ball over four times. You're not going to win a playoff game if you're converting only three of your six red zone attempts and if you turn the ball over four times. Drew Brees had a very rough game. Um, He had a bad pick, I believe, in the first half to Sean Murphy Bunting. Then he had two other horrific picks late in the game. They were just bad decisions by him. And I don't really understand why the Saints didn't make a change at quarterback. Because after the second pick, it was obvious that Drew Brees could not play in that game. That he was unplayable. Um, And I get that Drew Brees is Drew Brees. That he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But at this point in his career, the arm strength just isn't there. I thought they should have brought in Jameis Winston, and Winston actually made a, a big play in the, in this game. Uh, he had a had a huge bomb for a touchdown. Now it was it wasn't like a great a great read or a great throw. It was a, it was a trick play that was, so he had a a wide open throw was schemed up for him, but it was an impressive throw, um, and I think he would have given the Saints a better chance to win this game than Drew Brees. I don't really understand why uh, Sean Payton left Drew Brees in there, because he was awful, and he was hurting the team more than he was helping. Um, So I thought that was the biggest story of the game. And this this is likely Drew Brees' final game. So it sucks to see a legend like Brees have such a rough game in his final performance, especially in the playoffs. But man, this was a a rough game. A very, very rough performance from the Saints and from Drew Brees. But shout-out to the the Buccaneers. Their defense played really well. Devin White was awesome. He was all over the field, had an interception, had a lot of big hits. Sean Murphy Bunting had an interception himself. Uh, and then they ended up icing, icing the game late in the game with an interception. Um, shout-out to them. They played – their defense played really well. And then offensively, I didn't think the Buccaneers – were that impressive offensively. I thought both teams were pretty equal offensively, uh, but the Buccaneers' defense was so freaking good, and they were making plays throughout the game, and that's really what saved them. Like, if if the Buccaneers' defense didn't play as well as it did, I don't know if the Buccaneers win this game, because their defense was so big. I mean, they made so many big plays, and... I was really impressed by their defense and I thought that their defense is the reason why they won this game. But they're moving on to the to the conference championship. So now we got the Bills and the Chiefs playing and we got the Packers and the Buccaneers playing. And I'll go ahead and make my prediction. So, um, Bills Chiefs this is an interesting this is an interesting matchup. Now, I think reports are that Mahomes is likely going to play if that's the case obviously that's huge because mahomes is the best player in the nfl um this is a really interesting matchup because the, the chiefs are a flawed team defensively they're they're up and down they're inconsistent and offensively they haven't been great this year they've been really inconsistent for for like their um for what their um what their reputation is Uh, and Mahomes has struggled as of late. I want, I want to go Bills, but it's going to be at home for the Chiefs. They're going to have fans there. They have the better quarterback. Although Josh Allen's played very well this season. The Bills have a better defense. I, I, I just didn't like the way the Bills' defense looked, especially against the run, against the Ravens. Um and the the Chiefs get Clyde edwards layer back. This is going to be a great game either way no matter who wins. Um I love Andy Reid. I think he's such a good coach. Uh their defense played really 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 well against the Browns, especially in man coverage. Uh but the Chiefs defense is so up and down. They got a lot of talent. Just statistically this season, uh they've been pretty average. Um and the Bills, they've been they've been really good on both sides of the ball. Their pass defense is pretty good. It's gonna be a tough. It's a tough call um, because I have a hard time betting against Patrick Mahomes, and I think they're so well coached that that I could see uh, the Chiefs coming out with a victory if their defense plays well. If they're able to limit um, what what the Bills' passing attack can do, they have they're probably gonna win the game. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Because I, I don't want to bet against Mahomes. I love Andy Reid. I think he's a great head coach. They're going to prepare very well for this. Uh, they're battle-tested. They won a Super Bowl last year. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. But I would not be surprised at all if the Bills end up winning this game. They're a legit team. They're good defensively. they got a, a, a phenomenal defense. Now, their defense struggles against the run. Uh, but they got a lot of talent. Their secondary is really good. Um, and, and Josh Allen and their offense has been so good. They have one of the best offenses in the NFL. Josh Allen has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league this year that got Stephon Diggs, who was an excellent outside receiver. He He's had a great year. Um, I won't be surprised if the Buffalo Bills win this game and make it to the Super Bowl, but I have a hard time going against Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think their offense... And, and their coaching is going to be enough to get them past the Bills, uh, but don't be surprised if the Bills win this game. Now for the NFC Championship, we got the Packer, the Pack. I almost said the Packineers. We got the Packers and the Buccaneers. Now the Buccaneers have been uh, good in the playoffs, um, especially on defense. Offensively, they haven't been great. Um, they haven't been super impressive, uh, but. I love the way their defense has been playing and I like the balance between um their offense and their defense. They, got, they have an explosive passing attack and an excellent all-around defense. But the Packers have one of if not the best offense in the league this year while also having a very solid a very very solid pass defense. Their run defense isn't great, uh, but overall their defense is very solid. Um I have the Packers winning this matchup. They're just so good offensively. Aaron Rodgers has been great. They got a balanced attack offensively. Uh, they can run the ball. They can line up under center. They can line up in the shotgun. Their offense is so versatile and efficient. Um, Devontae Adams is going to make life very difficult for for the Buccaneers' corners. Uh, whoever's going to match up with them, I'm pretty sure they're going to go with a bunch of different guys lining up across from Devontae Adams. But, um... Man, the Packers are playing so well right now, especially on offense. Um, if their pass defense shows up and can limit the Buccaneers' explosive plays, I can see this game getting ugly. I really can. But we saw the, we saw these teams face, face each other in the regular season, and it was ugly for the Packers. Uh, but I think it's going to be different in the playoffs. This is a different team. They are playing extremely well right now. So I got the Packers winning this game. I have the Chiefs and the Packers meeting in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to make my Super Bowl Bowl prediction right now. We'll wait and get to that point before I make my prediction. Uh, But that's how I I see the conference championship games playing out uh, this upcoming weekend. And that's all I have for today. So I hope you all enjoyed this. And I will see you all next time. Peace.